And we are back with another unbelievably amazing pre-show. Yep, pretty much. See things. That, that's the way it works. This is you'll see things you've never seen before. <laughs> that's right. Hook the radio up to your eye sockets. So what we have here in front of us is uh, Ali's and mine, our most recent weekend build. So here, I'll plug it in. Okay, so it's a little tiny breadboard and, and a little... Uh, that, that's the... Not a makey-makey, but something... This is the micro bit. Micro bit. And this, and this is our dev, dev kit for it. It's hooked onto a little 3D printed thing, which has a stand and then a motor. And on that is like a, a little um, divoting thing, which has a little... Looks like a laser pointer on top of it, like a laser diode that is like looking around. It, it has a... It, it looks like the device is like scanning the room and shining a laser pointer at what it's quote unquote looking at. Yes. Described it well. Two servos, laser pointer, programming the micro bit. It's a cat toy. Ah. <laughs> Have the cat chase cat watched it for like a half an hour yesterday, just watching it randomly walk around the room, like point the laser around the room. And it's just a couple random decision trees. You know, it's going to say randomly choose to move either X or Y. It's going to randomly choose to either increment or decrement one, whichever one it chose previously. And uh, and then if it hits the edge of its allowed boundaries, then it goes back to center. So when it moves fast, that's when it's recentering itself. Now, it's moving around a lot on, like, the the motor is so powerful that, that yeah, it's not very heavy. The so stand's it, not heavy yeah. enough, yeah. And the wires. I think the wires are yeah. giving it some... Uh, Resistance. Cat likes it. <laughs> I bet that's cool. Yeah, we just wanted to make the. Uh, it was a really quick build, right? We the designs for the three D printed stuff. It, well, we modified this one. This one was made to hold an ultrasonic uh, range finder, and I just kind of put a little shelf on it to hold the laser. The tape is because the laser was coming out the back, and. Like after a little bit of while, I like my eyes were feeling a little bit wonky, mm. <laughs> so I put some tape on to diffuse this stuff that was shining out the back mm. here. Yeah, it's a pretty bright laser pointer. Cool. I got was it a class three? I got five of those for a buck. <laughs> it's really bright. The batteries are probably getting on the other side, but it seems to dim. But yeah, so this is our. We'll make a quick kind of recap video for this. She didn't want to do an excruciating detail mm -hmm. type video so we'll do a recap on this one and we'll probably talk about how we're, you know the micro bit and the the coding for this is like scratch again it's block based so it's really great for beginners and stuff like that so i kind of you know gave her a kind of broke it into broke the problem into smaller pieces we kind of figured it out together and now we have a, a robot uh laser pointer that drives the cat crazy <laughs> Cool, cats love to hunt. Mm -hmm. So yeah, especially an indoor cat. You wanna... and, and this is like our third attempt at the algorithm, and it's it's pretty it's a pretty enticing movement that it's doing. You know, the, we didn't want it to be too because like a cat gets bored with repetitive mm -hmm. motions, but you know, this is using random functions, and you don't know where it's going to go next. And it also, you know, moves at the right speed that you get that continuity of motion type thing from the laser pointer. And it'll backtrack on itself a little bit. It works pretty good. So that's our newest alley mix. I like it. I, I liked. I really liked your last video. 
You took a lot of my suggestions to heart, uh, and it made for a, a, a entertaining and um, fun video. That it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was not at any point saying this is this is overly long. Yeah. So you know, it was. It was. We can talk about this a little bit, right? The the only other video before that one we did, which was more of a recap video, whereas we're not actually recording all the making footage, we're just kind of recapping what we did, was the Flower Power one, which you gave some pretty bad reviews for, right? Mm-hmm. She, I guess she wasn't really into it. It wasn't, it wasn't her best video by mm-hmm. far. Uh, so that kind of scared me away from the recap format because it, it just seemed like the recap format, she's not able to convey that she understands well, the content and stuff like that. The problem with, with the Flower Power one was like, it was like 12 minutes long and... Yeah, I think <laughs> could be. Yeah. yeah, this one. What was it? Was a pretty quick five minutes. And first of all, he did the, the number one thing, which was the, the thing that, that that bugged me. I know Ali doesn't like it, but that <laughs> intro was like twenty five, thirty seconds. <laughs> it felt like that, uh, mm-hmm. and it was just like you get you, you see Ali makes, and then he goes. <laughs> you see Ali makes the mm-hmm. screen, and he goes. Yeah. And it lights up, yeah. and then it goes on for like another 15 seconds of that. And I was like, we get it. I didn't think it lit up for that long, but it could have. I don't know. No, I'm probably exaggerating a bit, but it, it, yeah. it feels like no, the, the, because... the pieces popping into place took longer, but when I was doing that animation, if I made it faster, then the sound got all messed up. Like, the clicks were coming too quick for the sound, so you lost an aesthetic on the sound. But I understand the... Animation was too long for uh, every time YouTube intro. So, but the re- you know the reason it was at the length it was was because it was more aesthetically pleasing for the first time. Sure. At that length, so it's almost like. Uh, well, it, uh, so like the um, it's a horrible show, right? But well, it's a popular show. But the Big Bang Theory, right? Uh-huh. Their their initial theme song, you know, the bare naked ladies yeah. singing a whole bunch of science lyric. And you know the the original like first season theme song was you know it went the whole way through from the Big Bang and it covered a bunch of nerdy topics sure, and the theory sure. and whatnot. And then after that, it just like they cut it like they just completely gutted the theme mm-hmm. and it knocked it down to like ten seconds. Right, and, and, and I mean you, you look at those old like seventies and eighties like bosom buddies and stuff like that, and, and the and the mm-hmm. intro is yeah. a minute and a half or whatever. So. Too many cooks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> But it is funny how how long intros used to be. But now, like I'm thinking of like Lost. Yeah, right. Lost was kind of groundbreaking in the brevity of its intro. But imagine if that was Lost, and then it was on screen, like for thirty seconds. Or or it was Lost with Sawyer and Jack. Well, no, I mean I'm I'm just comparing to the Ali Makes thing, where it said Lost, Mm -hmm. and then it just yeah, maybe it shimmered a bit. Like mm-hmm. for forever. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Because if you did like an intro, like like an eighties intro, like Ali makes, you did like do 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 do, and is it Ali makes, and is it starring Ali? <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> like that the, would work. When she's in the mood for doing video stuff, we'll mm-hmm. do one of those. That'll be yeah. hilarious. You saw the? Um, did you see the green screen work we did at the end of the New Year's one? Uh, I mean, I've watched them all, so I did. So the but... New Year's one was the one where she did the painting with the NeoPixels, the fireworks. Right. But at the very end, like the after the credits there, it was a green screen. Did you? Where she was like counting down New Year's? I don't remember. Okay. Sorry. 
Is she uh <laughs> did you see the after the credits for the, the Valentine's box? Yes. Yeah, she, that was all her idea. She came up with that one all by herself. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I was really I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, I like that. You know, she's expressing herself in, in in that in that way, trying to get a little in a nerdy, self-deprecating yeah, way. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> some of her jokes that she tries to put off in the show, like they don't land, mm-hmm. but she loves them so much. Like, you can't, well, how do you tell her to take them? You know, the, yeah, you explain to her that you got to kill your darlings. I mean, that's you know. I will. I will. Once. <laughs> It's too soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when she gets a little more, but yeah, like she'll like she'll throw a joke out there, and she thinks it's the, like the best joke, and I'm, I'm just like, that didn't land at all. <laughs> it's okay to have a bad joke land as long as you highlight the fact that you understand it's a bad joke, right? It, it, it's, but who knows? Maybe the ten year olds are rolling on the ground laughing at these jokes. It, it's definitely possible. What what ten year olds find funny is different than what what we find funny. Um, it's already done as far as I can do it without looking up. So. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. It. I got the. Yeah, I can do the first two rows, yeah. and if actually I'm out of practice, if I if I get lucky and the top pattern is uh, one of the more common ones, I could get it. But actually, I'm completely out of practice now. A, uh, Rubik's cube, a Rubik's cube, or a a speed Rubik's cube. Mm-hmm. So, I took this one apart and cleaned it. It's a lot better than it was when you uh, gave it to me. Yeah. So, at some point I'll remember. I'll, I'll double down and relearn how to do the top layer. It's just remembering the algorithm, really. Yep. So I printed you some bacteriophages. I know they're awesome. They're really cool. Yeah, these are the things that Greg wanted printed. He'll, come, he'll see things, and he'll like, hey, print this for me. And I'll put it in the queue, depending on what's what filament's loaded in the printer and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then um, I thought, you know, this in particular would look pretty cool glow-in-the-dark. Uh, so we were going to do a glow-in-the-dark. And that's when I changed the filament, and the glow in the, the glow filament wasn't printing. Like, it would, wasn't extruding at all. So I took the hot end apart, like, kind of made sure everything was put together right, put it back in, and I broke the heater cartridge on it to lead off the heater cartridge, so I had to order a new heater cartridge. Uh, and then while I had that apart, I like did some other mods on the printer, like the the couplers for the vertical lead screws. I put in flexible couplers there. And actually, call me crazy, but I think the prints look a little bit better. Like the, the vertical lines and stuff look a little bit smoother okay. on this than, than it did before, but maybe that's just me. It could be me just wanting my work to be worthwhile. <laughs> Sure, but because uh, that was that turned out to be a real pain replacing those couplers. But you didn't say the the heating element you got now is a lot better, right? It's it's that seems to be better too. Um, so like the heating element that comes in there is like a cheap one dollar Chinese heating element, and it is a six millimeter in diameter heating element. The heater block. The hole in the heater block is a quarter inch. I think it's a quarter inch, maybe three. It's whatever is slightly bigger than six millimeters. So it doesn't have a really good contact. Uh, one of the upgrades, one of like the premium upgrades for this printer is getting a cust- uh, like a, a quarter inch heating element that's not... Also, the, the, the generic one is too long. It sticks out probably three millimeters or four millimeters. The one I got is the exact size of the bore, the exact length of the heater block... But it was a fifteen dollar heating element, so it cost fifteen times as much as the generic ones. 
Uh, he was buying it alone, though, you know. Yeah. Just 15 bucks. Yeah. It, it was shipped, shipped from Cleveland. So, I, mm. you know, the company that arranges to have these made is based mm. out of Cleveland. And uh, it seems like it's really good at getting things up to temperature and holding temperature. I think a lot more heat is making it into the hot end a lot more efficiently is what it seems. Cool. And then I uh, I got a little silicone sock for the heater block before it came wrapped in this, like, uh, cotton ceramic kind of gold like almost like the stuff they put on the apollo lander right like that heat oh <laughs> heating i mean i'm sure it wasn't this isn't gold but it's yellow colored mm-hmm. but it's like you know it's high it's high temperature f- um fabric like fibers some kind of fiber thing that you can wrap around it to keep the heat in and i just saw an aliexpress one of the when i was binge shopping like what's what's the next cool cheap thing you know and there was like a 30 cent silicone sock for the heater block i'm like i'm gonna get that right so because it's molded just to fit around it and this kind of looks like the lunar lander in a way yeah (laughs) lunar lander has like a spider look to it It only has four arms of course Mm -hmm. this has six little uh doodads proteins at the end but uh yeah the lunar lander is just an interesting piece of design because it's you know they had to make something as light as possible in order to be able to use the Saturn V once to get everything up there. Uh, and because they didn't have to worry about atmosphere or anything like that, mm-hmm. they could do essentially a you know a, a, a tin foil a skin. tin foil skin on on the. On the device, that's why it looks as crazy as it does because it's you know it is designed to be specifically uh, there for for lunar for both lunar landing and for lunar orbit rendezvous, which is the uh, the the way they actually end up getting there. Which is really neat. I mean, the whole moon landing thing is cool. Yeah, it, may, it almost makes you wish there was. Like another space race, like just the kind of innovation that happened on that space race, and like the kit, the Saturn V mm-hmm. Apollo kit that they took to the moon. It's just amazing how functional, like multi-purpose it serves, yeah. and things like that. Well, I mean, they would they would have been courting disaster had they been, had they kept doing it because there were a lot of things that were. Uh, they didn't have a plan for it. For example, if there was a solar storm when when these things happened, mm-hmm. these guys would have been arrayed. They didn't have a section of their craft they could go into like, like yeah. the ISS has that's preventing, you know, that, that is shielding them. It, they would have just been... Yeah. I mean, they were pioneers, though. I mean, that kind of goes with the deal. I, yeah. I, think, I think all the Apollo, Apollo astronauts have cataracts, right? I mean... Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it is, it is interesting that... Um, Yeah, I mean, they they used what they had available and they did it, but it is clearly when you look at it. I mean, they spent a huge amount of money to get the most bare bone shit they could possibly get working, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kit bashed together to, to to fly into space and get all this stuff done. Uh, it is it's it's amazing how much they were able to get done based on that. But yeah, it, it was kind of like a very <laughs> a very teetering on the edge of failure. Well, I mean, the yeah, they, what they ran seventeen missions in Apollo, mm-hmm. and I mean Apollo one people died on the launch pad, but after that, no one died. Mm-hmm. 
And you just think about Apollo 13 could have gone horribly. Could have gone, but it I mean, I'm sure the other ones could have. I mean, look at look at that success ratio in the in the risk involved versus the space shuttles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and we lost two space shuttles. A lot of that was because they got complacent. Yeah. Uh, so, like, like a lot of this, you know, both of the space shuttle problems could have been uh, attacked beforehand and not been mm-hmm. uh, as devastating. But, but they were complacent. Uh, I mean, you, you look at a place where they're not being very complacent. Uh, landing on Mars, and, and while there there were some difficulty restarting this stuff, now they've they've got that pretty much down. They're really good at it now. Oh, but getting they, getting uh, probes, yeah, and robots onto mm-hmm. Mars, yeah. Like even, I mean, even, if you look at the stat of how many missions to Mars and the failure rate, it was at fifty percent. Yeah, up until recently, and I think it's come down since. But I mean, even the crazy shit they try, they work that shit. Like when they did the you know the sky crane. Which was nuts, mm-hmm. but in just the right way that it you know it worked perfectly because they tested the shit out of that. Did you see that um, Opportunity just had five thousand souls? Five thousand souls, yeah. That thing is a trooper. <laughs> it's been on Mars since two thousand four. I know it's crazy. Spirit already died because it got stuck. Got stuck and it didn't have the right orientation to the sun, so mm-hmm. it, it ran out of juice. Uh, Opportunity has gotten stuck several times, but it always was able to maintain the It has to drive backwards, right? Because it can't. I thought Spirit was on the busted oh, okay. wheel. Well, whatever, whatever the case may be. I'm sure Opportunity has a busted wheel by now, though. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, long-time listeners, I mean, we were talking about those things when they were fresh, you know, right when the show started. They were on Mars for, you know, just over, just past their lifetime because I think their mission... They're supposed to be 90 days. Their mission started the end of 2004, I think. And, uh, yeah, so their mission ran out right before we started the show and we were talking about how amazing they were that they have gone for 150 days. And now that's gone for 5,000 Mars days, which is more than 5,000 Earth days. Basically because those solar panels keep getting cleaned by dust devils. And the problem is you couldn't put solar panels on the um, on Curiosity because it's too big. It requires too much energy, mm-hmm. so they have a RTG on that sucker. It's not just because of that. I mean, like, well, you might remember when Spirit and Opportunity first landed, they were in like a core loop, right? Because their memory cards were corrupted, right? They were filled up or something. They filled up, right? They, they, they yeah, that that was. I, I do remember that happened. That, that yeah, there was like telemetry data that was filling up the memory cards, and it was causing like the main system to reboot. And but they had a they had a whole backup system. Yes, on. but at first it was not obvious that it was small potatoes right, yeah. right at first it's like did we just have two more because that is when there was a 50 percent failure rate right, to mars yeah. uh-huh. and we're like okay there's two more yeah but uh, yeah they got that fixed they're they're good at their at what they're doing those things last one thing i saw about curiosity and it's been like a, a year and a half since i saw this that uh the the wheels are coming apart faster than they thought. I mean, part of it is that uh, you know, Curiosity is a heavier 
thing, so mm-hmm. it's it's riding harder on the wheels. But uh, it, it, the you know the the conditions where they are are really just tearing those those wheels to pieces, and so they 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 were they've been very careful about driving in the soft spots mm-hmm. and not going over rocks and stuff like that as much as possible. Okay, I didn't hear about that at all. Yeah, those things are deteriorating quickly. I still, I still have a problem. Like whenever I hear curiosity, I have a hard time like associating that with the the probe that like was originally Mars Science Lab, right? Right. Yeah. And so like, for some reason, and I'm not saying my name is better or anything. I like Spirit. I like Opportunity as names. For some reason, Curiosity always like I forget. And like that probe with the RTG and all that. That's that's MSL. That's Mars Science Lab. <laughs> it hasn't been tweeting a lot. I stopped following all their anthropomorphic uh, <laughs> Twitter things 10 years ago. I still follow the Voyager 2 one, which, or maybe it's Voyager 1 who tweets about Voyager 2, but talks about their light minutes from Earth. Because mm-hmm. that's just cool. Like, you know, like seeing how many light minutes from Earth it is. There are two NASA ones that I know tweet a lot that I, that I follow. One is... I can just go through my my timeline and I'll find the tweets from it. Uh, One is Hubble that tweets what it's doing. Space Telescope Live Mm -hmm. says, I'm looking at blah for Dr. Blah. Okay. Uh, And the other is... There's another one. Where are you? You'll show up. Because it, do- it usually does once every like six or so hours. Come on. <laughs> Don't make a liar out of me. It's silent today. Space Telescope Live again. <sighs> well, while you're scrolling for that, we can talk about something else. So. PA's new congressional districting map. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, much less gerrymandered than the originals. Considerably. Um, except I'm kind of in a little gerrymandered corner of the state. Did you, did you I, happen I to catch? I thought that would, was, I thought that let Cran- Cranberry into a different, yeah. not the big. It's, it's like but the county lines for Allegheny Butler and Butler Beaver, except for. I'm, I don't, I could, I've been looking for. I've been trying to find a more detailed map to see whether that is all of Cranberry, mm-hmm. or if that's like a part of Cranberry. It seems so small. It seems like it's part of Cranberry, <laughs> like like just a little bit more than my neighborhood actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my neighborhood is in like the cornerest corner of of Butler County. So yeah, I, I'm going to be in Keith Roth, Rothfuss's district now. Who is Keith Rothfuss? He's a Republican jackass that I'll be voting against. Are you still going to uh, change your... Are you still going to be a Republican? As long as I have to vote against Dermot Kaft in the primaries, yes. Yeah, I guess the the local stuff hasn't changed. Yeah, the state state districting hasn't re-changed now. It's a... It's an Earth observation, okay. Uh, satellite, and so you get pictures usually while when it's working. <laughs> you get a picture. There we go. Okay. Discover VR epic. So it gives you pictures of 
the, you know, the Earth. The Earth. Live whole picture of the Earth. Where's it orbiting? Uh, Do you know? I mean, I don't want you to look it up. If you didn't know, that maybe the Earth Polychromatic Camera on the DC DSC OVR spacecraft, which is at the Earth Sun L one. Oh, okay. So always gets a full Earth. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. Yeah. Shall we move on to the show? Yeah, we can. I just, I just back to that district map though. It just seemed interesting how Cranberry got cut out. I mean, well, I, I mean, there's reasons why they do that for like population mm-hmm. stuff. And... Well, I mean, people who live in Cranberry often work towards the city, right? Mm-hmm. They're very different from the rest of Butler County, which is much more rural. Mm-hmm. So it seems to make sense if it was all of Cranberry, and it may be all of Cranberry. I can't find a map that has like streets on it. Like that are, I saw that Mars is not in Mars is in a different one. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it, it, it's it, but it, it seems it's a very it's a statewide map, right? So everything's really small. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's not all of Cranberry to me, mm. but it, it could be. But it's not like the last one where it was sneaking through different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I think it makes sense if you are. Living in Cranberry and you're akin to Pittsburgh, mm. or at least the northern suburbs of Pittsburgh, that you fall into this district. It makes sense. It's still not perfect, right? Because the people outside of Cranberry, people who live in Jackson Township, just north of us, they still are in a district that covers Erie, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. you know, over two hours away. So, you know, it's, which is the district I'm in now, right? My state rep is Mike Kelly, or my congressional rep is Mike Kelly. He covers this huge northern area, huge red area. It's, mm. He, and he's, yeah. Jackass. Well, he owns a bunch of car dealerships, too. So. Ugh. The worst. 